Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a terrific day, as you always are, and thank you for supporting Health Masters. Hey. Hey, he's here too. We got a uh, got a lot of different articles are going to be coming over to you today. A lot of news, uh, as we do every single day. You guys know we hammer the stuff and get the information and truth out there every day, and we couldn't do it without you and your support of healthmasters.com, the one and only sponsor of the show. If you appreciate the fact that we don't have commercials, we don't have breaks, we don't have ads, we don't have pop-ups, I don't track you with cookies, I leave you guys alone. I let you be you, have your own privacy, and enjoy the comfort of being able to Buy products, call us whenever you need anything. We're here to help you out. So, again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Talked in detail yesterday. You know, the HGH Stimulate on sale for product of the week right now, over 15% off. One of the best formulas that we have in maintaining the blood flow, maintaining healthy blood circulation in the entire body. Really helps out with natural pump in the gym. It's incredibly effective. So, be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And also, too, I'll be on the Hagman Report tonight. Got a lot of stuff we're going to be covering and kind of go over some of the things we've been talking about all week in more detail. So be sure to check that show out as well at uh, Hagman Report. So, again, thank you for the continued support. We're here for you every single day. I hope you guys are enjoying the visual show. We got, again, stuff on order that we're going to be changing, updating, adding. As we go along, because this is the beginning phase of this, and a lot of stuff's going to be changing over the next couple months. So, again, thank you for the feedback, support. We get a lot of positive emails on different things you guys like to hear and talk about. So, again, thank you for that. Now, one of the first things I wanted to bring up is I like to get stuff out there as soon as it happens so people know what's really going on. The FDA just changed a new rule that went into effect on Tuesday. That was on January 22nd, and it's now allowing them to do medical research as far as be presented to them without full informed consent. This is really, really disturbing considering what the FDA has been involved in and their approval of the Pfizer COVID RNA injection over the last few years. Concentration camps. Yeah, it's, it's really what it's coming down to. And it says in an effort to encourage the discovery of new treatments, because, <laughs> of course, these companies like Pfizer don't have enough lead way already, as we saw with the COVID shot. The FDA has finalized a rule allowing certain clinical trials to operate without obtaining full informed consent from its participants. The study, essentially, they're saying, cannot pose more than minimal risk to the human test subjects. It must include appropriate safeguards to protect the rights, safety, and welfare of all those involved. However, they don't have to provide full informed consent of what actually may be happening to them with the clinical trials. So as long as it's minimal risk is what it is in parentheses, minimal risk. I don't know what that entails with the FDA considering the who, fact. Who defines that? Yeah, who defines the fact when they said it was safe and effective for the COVID shot, and we've seen the complete opposite. The rule was issued in late December 2023 and just went into effect just January 22nd, 2024. They go on to say here, the FDA, we anticipate this new rule will enable minimal risk research. Here's the key word you're going to start hearing, guys. It's all in this article. Minimal risk research that would not be practical practical to conduct otherwise. This includes studies comparing the effectiveness of approved products to determine which option works best for certain patients. The FDA initially proposed the rule in November 2018. However, an in, internal review boards turned it down. Now, why would they do that? Maybe because the fact that when you start saying terms like minimal risk acceptability and minimal risk research, individuals that are in a scientific community start wondering, okay, so you don't have to inform certain individuals if it's minimal risk. Again, the FDA, once the Operation Warp Speed came into place and emergency use authorization became a normal thing 
that just got stamped on every single shot that rolled out from every pharmaceutical company, they didn't realize that, that say, they could essentially go around every element of risk you know, mitigation. It goes on to say that in institutional review boards, IRBs were some of the main individuals that essentially were questioning what was going on with this new minimal risk research. It said not all comments were supportive, with some warning that a waiver of consent needs to be necessary and eth ethically justifiable for these types of clinical investigations. However, many researchers have noted that their support for certain minimal risk trials are nearly impossible to conduct if consent is required. <laughs> goes on to say here now, it says much of the pushback against the new rule suggested the changes would allow IRBs, basically the uh, review boards, to compromise on standards more and more, adding that the term minimal risk is too vague and can be misinterpreted or abused. The result would be decreased public trust in research and healthcare providers. You know, the FDA, Dad, doesn't have, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have much more trust to erode in the population. The general public is already very questionable. Almost everybody you talk to right now, you bring up things relating to the COVID injection and RNA gene therapy. They don't trust this anymore. And so now you've got the FDA saying we're going to start allowing minimal risk testing in clinical trials without informing the participants of the actual risks that are going to happen. I don't know. It's like the FDA is just trying to be this blatant. What they're trying to do is, you know, concentration you know, camp style being, first, being presented. First of all, I got to clear up some emails. Okay. And I'm going to do the FDA with a minimum risk. And I got a whole thing. I'm going to talk about surgical experiments and all kinds of horrible experiments they did on humans. Okay. But since, since that's such a dark topic, I got to go funny for a second. All right. Let's get this. This is not a toupee. This, this, this is real. This no, is real. His, his hair's real. It's my real hair. Now, I know I look like a hippie. I got it. It's a I, little fluffy. It's a fluffy. I, you, you know, I mean, so, so, but so for those of you who are asking me on emails, is that your real hair? It is my real hair. It is not a toupee. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely I, real. No, he and, goes swimming all the time. And and uh, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story. This is a funny story. I had this uh, roommate in college, <laughs> and he was six foot seven. His name was Rob, and he had red hair and blue eyes, and he wore a four inch afro. So he was like, you know, an six afro foot, toupee. No afro. No, it was an afro toupee. He had his, he had his hair permed on the sides, and you know, and, and he had this afro toupee. I didn't know it was toupee. And so he had, he'd wear like four inch platform shoes. So when he stood up, he's like over seven feet tall. <laughs> that was Rob. I love the guy. And I remember he'd sit on a couch and his knees would be like over his head because his legs were so long with those shoes on. And he'd stand up real slow, take like 30 seconds. And like he was a growing Gia pet. And what was so funny with Rob is I didn't know he had a toupee on this four inch Afro. Right. And so, uh, one day I'm in the closet looking for my hammer that he had borrowed. And sure enough, this red curly thing is hanging in his closet. And I realized it was a toupee. So, yes, he wore a toupee. And the one day we were in the gym working out, and his toupee was crooked. He didn't know I knew he had a toupee on because he always wore a ski hat. And so I told him, said, Rob, your toupee is crooked. He goes, what? What? I said, what do you mean? I said, you better straighten your toupee. It's crooked. He goes, is it okay now? I said, it's perfect. This is not a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Confirmed. it. Confirmed. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just a hair that needs to be cut. <laughs> and oh, by the way, I don't color my hair either for those who keep asking. Okay. This is zinc. Zinc does this and B complex does this. It keeps the hair a natural color. I got a little bit gray in it, but life does go on. So for those life of you who are concerned on. about what tie and what shirt and what coat I'm wearing along with my hair, 
I'm glad you're watching this show. <laughs> you guys get a black V-neck from me. I don't like emails all the time, so you can't say anything about this shirt. This is all you're going to get for a long time from me. <laughs> and I know most, most of you think I look better either in a black V-neck or, or, or blue shirt. But since I've got all these seminar clothes I used to wear, I'm just going to keep running through wardrobe. Send it. Yeah, I am. I'm sure why not. So, but the hair the hair's real. It's very, very unkept right now. By the way, this goes on. This is Wikipedia. I'm just going to read you out of Wikipedia. I could do more if you'd like. Pathogens, disease, biological warfare is late 19th century. Uh, New York pediatricians, U.S. Army doctors in the Philippines affected five prisoners with bubonic plague. You know, oh gosh, <laughs> that was a great idea. You know, uh, here's the thing, you know, informed consent and you want to be OK with all of this stuff, but they don't want to tell you what they think is informed consent. Well, I'm going to tell you some of the things they think they're OK to do to you. U.S. Army doctors in the Philippines affected five prisoners with bubonic plague and induced beriberi in 29 prisoners. Four of the test subjects died as a result. 1906, Professor Richard P. Strong of Harvard University intentionally affected 24 Filipino prisoners with cholera just to see what would happen, which had somehow been contaminated with ebonic plague. So they had bubonic plague and cholera together. Okay. Early 20th century, in 1908, three Philadelphia research infected dozens of children with tuberculosis. In 1909, Frank Hosier of Knowles published a study in the Journal of Medical Medical Medicine. In the Journal of the American Medical Association's Rothschild Rockefeller Medical Program, describing how he deliberately affected two children in orphanage with, you know, a virus that causes wart-like growths. Not, well, this goes on and on. Then the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, the study of the untreated syphilis in the Negro male, I don't know why they have to pick on blacks, was a clinical study between 1932 and 1972 in Tuskegee, Alabama, by U.S. Public Health Service, in which they took 399 impoverished black males who were infected with syphilis on purpose. 1940s, University of Michigan virologist Thomas Francis and Jonas Salk and other researchers deliberately infected patients at several mental institutions with influenza virus by spraying the virus directly into their nasal passages. This goes on and on. The 50s, I just, I'm not going to read any more of it, but this is the informed consent that they don't want you to know about. Yep. In other words, they can do whatever they want to do to you, whenever they want to do it to you. And the FDA is now going to accept the research. People are always pointing to the Nazi concentration camps. Mind you, some bad things were done in the camps. I'm not even trying to talk about it, but I like to call them the, the Nazi slave labor clamps because that's what they were. And I always have one interesting comment to make about all of this stuff because I'm not going to get into that whole debate right now. But here's the thing. Steven Spielberg, when he did the movie Schindler's List, which I have to admit was a very theatrical performance of what's happening in concentration camps and all the other stuff, and he said it was being dedicated to 4.5 million Jewish inmates who were still alive at the end of World War II. Well, let me ask you a question. If the goal here is eugenics and wiping out the Jewish population and genocide, which a lot of people died in those camps, a lot of Jews died, a lot of Christians died, anybody who spoke against Hitler died pretty much in those camps, but they were all being used for slave labor, most of them if they were able to work. If the goal here was eugenics and the killing of every single person in the camps, why didn't they just shut the water off to the camps when they knew the, water, the war was lost two or three weeks before the Allies arrived and everybody, including the 4.5 million, would be dead? They didn't do that. You know, you know he, he made sure he killed Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He made sure that guy died, that German you know, Lutheran pastor. So all of these things you have to think through on all of this stuff. And, of course, we know there was research being done at some of those camps, including the use of fluoride, making the inmates servile and infertile. They find all that out when they go into Dachau in 45, and then in 46 they start dumping the fluoride in our water supply. Think through this with me for a second. Why are these things happening, and why are they happening now again in the United States, in which they're <coughs> allowing the FDA to come in now and use research from patients who had no idea what was happening to them. Oh, I have the answer. 
that wasn't rhetorical, Austin, because we just had about 300 million people in the United States injected with a COVID vaccine. They had no idea they were being used for an experiment. And so now all of a sudden they're getting all this data piling in from the COVID vaccine. Well, we have to be able to use that data now because we have to figure out the most effective way of doing this. When you realize that the entities, and I talked about this yesterday, that run the planet, the planet, they don't like you. They don't like you because you've got a soul. They don't like you because you're made in the image of God. And they, don't, they want to experiment on you. It's like these cattle experiments you see all the time when these cattle are found you know, in the middle of a field with no tracks around them, no vehicle tracks, and their eyes are removed, their, their organs are removed. They've been laser scaffolded out. It's been going on for you know, over hundreds of years. And so you, suddenly you realize that the glandular secretions are being used by whatever's collecting this to do experiments with. We're like in a Petri dish. Guess what? We're the ones in the dish. We're not watching the dish. We're in the dish. And so that's why it's important, like Austin said at the beginning of the show, Make sure you keep your supplement intake high enough that you're going to stay healthy. Make sure you take your vitamin C every day. Make sure you do everything you possibly can because we don't know what they're spraying. Well, actually, we do know what they're spraying us with the, with the chemtrails. Aluminum, barium, all kinds of pathogens and everything else. And let's not even forget to mention more gelons, which I've done entire shows on. So all of this stuff is very, very, very real. Now, this isn't so you're supposed to get paranoid. Now, listen to me for a second. This is really, really important. We have a friend of ours. And he started getting involved in dwelling on this stuff. He got really wrapped up in this stuff. He started focusing on it, all the other stuff. And then he harmed himself trying to get a chip out of his body that was non-existent. Don't get yourself into that, into that quandary. Don't get yourself into that knot. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And we will look at every single day as an opportunity to bring honor and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Always remember that. That's who we are. You know, you know, we may look like a hippie some days. Okay, I got that. We, we, may, we may not have the proper outfit on some days. I got that. And heaven forbid I wore the wrong tie. That would be a problem. But the thing about it is, is that we have the ability right now to stand our ground, like it says in Ephesians, to put on the full armor of God, draw that line in the sand, and basically not back up. The Bible says, the word, it uses the words, stand your ground. Like we're in a war, like we're in a protracted battle. This is why I did the series Angel Wars. I wanted you guys to know, and quite frankly, I wanted to do in-depth research on it so I'd know more about what happened to the pre-Adamic race and the pre-Adamic flood. All of these things are very, very real, and the artifacts on this planet prove that. We have had this group of entities around us for thousands and thousands of years. It's just the Garden of Eden. They're locked up down here with us. And who knows? Personally, I think they're in Antarctica. I mean, this, this thing with Antarctica is a nightmare. I mean, you, can't, you, go, you get close to Antarctica, you get shot down. You take a boat close to Antarctica, a frigate will come up and tell you that you're in any restricted water space. You can't go to Antarctica. Something bad is in Antarctica. I'm letting you know that. And there's a lot more land down there in Antarctica. Oh, by the way, I am not a flat earther. Just thought I'd mention that, too, since that never stops coming to me with emails. But what I am is a, I am spec, I, 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 I'm, I'm skeptical. I don't believe the earth is round. I don't believe that at all. I don't, I don't believe it's spinning at 1,000 miles an hour either because I fly airplanes. And how in, the world, how in the world am I supposed to hit a runway that's spinning underneath me at 1,000 miles an hour? Well, it's about gravity. Einstein, no, Einstein drove himself crazy with gravity. It deals more with electroconductance. It deals more with magnetic energy. That's how the Earth is put together. It's kind of like we're on Spaceship Earth. Whoa. They used to say that Epcot, didn't they? Yeah. And that, that we're basically in a giant holographic energy field. And so... All of the stuff that comes out of NASA, which I consider to be the organization called Never a Straight Answer, that's who I believe they are, they are all lying to us all the time. And remember, I did a whole show on this with Sir Isaac Newton, who was a wizard. 
a Kabbalist, a Luciferian. He was a Satanist. He studied from the Zohar. His papers were hidden from public view because he's such a nutbag. He's the one who told us about all of the things about the round planet and spinning and the, and the geocentric universe and all the rest of this stuff. Always remember where you're getting this information from and who these people are because, quite frankly, everything they're telling you, 99% of it's a lie. That's why they're doing everything they can to obfuscate the power and the glory of Jesus Christ. That's what these experiments are all about, they continue to do. And the government sanctions the stuff. They're spraying us with barium and aluminum from the air. I've got the water samples. I tested them. You can look on our website and see them. We've got them on the website. We yeah, posted it. Them up. They're spraying us with this stuff. So there's no, there's no speculation on this. I'm telling you what they're doing. But the problem is, is that what are we going to do? We can't fly up to 40,000 feet and take a sample of this air, Austin. No, when can't, it comes down, we can take a sample we of can, it. We, we did. We, we can with the rainwater, but we did that. So be careful. That's why I use the magnesium brain food every single day because magnesium theonate helps to pull heavy metals back out of the brain. It goes through the blood-brain barrier. That's why I take a tablespoon of that every day before I go to bed. Take a glass of water, put some ice with it, put some total rest with it. It tastes like Kool-Aid. It tastes like Hawaiian punch if you like that kind of stuff. It's delicious. But I'm not advising eating, drinking Kool-Aid or Hawaiian punch. <laughs> I don't do that. What no, do you think, Austin? No, you go look at the chemtrail lab test that we did, and Dad and I did this experiment together. You know, we had days of clear skies, rain and rain and rain. Then we suddenly waited for basically everything That's to clear. Right. And then it, they started with the chemtrails. For two days straight, they sprayed us. You can look at the photos that we posted at the current time that we put basically the dishes down there. Where the uh, uh, what what would what did you grab? Uh, it was like it was like a 500 milliliter Pyrex. Beaker. Yes. Yeah. And so we made sure everything was clean, everything was sterile. We put them down there when it was supposed to rain after two days of straight chemtrailing, and we sent it. This this is rainwater. We, we did it twice now. We did two two, yeah. two experiments. We did not. We do not have any massive industrial as far as fertilizer plants right around mm-hmm. our area. There's no significant pollution in our area. We, we live out in the orange groves, and so pure rain after two days of chemtrail spraying. The main lab test that we got back, the aluminum, was basically 232 UGs per liter. The EPA maximum limit for aluminum in drinking water, meaning if aluminum in drinking water goes above 200.8, they do not consider it to be safe drinking water. The rainwater was 232. This wasn't pond water. This wasn't retention pond or lake water that had been accruing these right. metals for a long time. This was pure rainwater after two days of chemtrail spraying, and we're at 232, meaning technically via the EPA, the rainwater was not even safe to drink. It had so much aluminum in it. And barium. And barium. Yeah, the barium was at 103 UGLs. This stuff is toxic, it's by extremely the way. toxic. They don't even really have any rating for how much barium is <laughs> allowed in drinking water. Right. And so, again, you have to ask yourself the question. Where did all that come from? And that's why we try to ask the questions. And again, this is why it's so important to maintain your health through proper nutrients and magnesium, brain food, and so forth. Now, Antarctica, um, <laughs> you brought that up. If you guys want to do any research in Antarctica, which that is a rabbit trail and a rabbit hole, that you, you go down that, you're going to go down it. The Antarctic Treaty, I've talked about this before. This is the first thing I tell people to start with. It was signed in December 1959. It's got 56 countries that are involved down in Antarctica. 56 countries, all the major heavy hitter countries in the entire world have military bases down there. If it's a country that's basically an ice continent and they go down there to watch penguins migrate, why in the world do we have 57 countries or 56 countries with military bases stationed all around a giant ice continent, allegedly? That's the first question I always ask that nobody's been able to answer except they go, well, it might be more efficient for deployment of vehicles and aircrafts and so forth to certain countries. So you're telling me that Germany and all these Northern European countries find it very efficient to maintain military bases and maintain aircrafts and allegedly sub-zero temperature down at the bottom of the earth for, you know, 
deployment of certain types of military personnels, I have a hard time believing that. I know a lot of guys that are still active duty in the military, and every time I bring up anything about Antarctica, high, guys that are up at higher brass, they won't talk about anything that goes down down there. They literally won't bring it up. They say, well, I don't really have anything to say on that topic. If they did, I'd love to hear it. But again, I've gotten a lot of emails from guys that have sent me anonymous stuff that's gone into detail on what actually goes on down there. But do your own research. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail today. That's an entire show if you get involved in that, that wild world. I got to add one thing. So, yeah. I'm going to add one thing. From 1950 to 1953, the U.S. Army conducted Operation LAC, large area coverage, yep. spraying chemicals over six cities in the United States and Canada to just test dispersal Without patterns consent. of chemical weapons. Army records stated the chemicals were sprayed on the cities of Winnipeg, Canada, included zinc and calcium, cadmium sulfide, which would, you know, which basically caused problems. They started inhaling this stuff. Guys, this is not a joke. Read it yourself in Wikipedia. Go ahead. And almost all these are done without consent, by the way. <laughs> when they ever they do them, they don't, they don't ask the population, by the way, would you like to sign a waiver? Would you like to sign a form? Would you like to vote on this to have this stuff sprayed on you? They don't. And that's what happened with the entire aspect of the COVID injection. This was not something that they actually gave true informed consent to everybody and let them know there's a strong possibility you're going to start having cardiovascular problems and blood clots and all kinds of issues with your heart and a host of other issues if you get the shot. They literally said, well, it's emergency use authorization. It's safe and effective. Everybody needs to get it. And then what they did was they used the mainstream media as their propaganda mouthpiece to continue to spew the rhetoric on how safe it was, how effective it was, how everybody that got it was going to be better off and that nobody was going to get COVID and you couldn't contract it, you couldn't spread it. So they used the mainstream media to shill and lie for them so that the FDA didn't have to go on the record and continue to shill on a regular basis. That's how they obfuscated it. That way you don't have the FDA on record doing press conferences every single day saying that there are no side effects, that everything's safe, that everything's effective. They made comments, then they let the media take it over and do what they do best, and that's lie to the general population. Also, too, this is interesting as well. There's been an article that was posted by The Atlantic, and this is one of the most insane articles I've seen now. I'm not going to read it. You guys can look it up if you want. It's titled The Great Fake Child Sex Trafficking Epidemic. And the article goes into detail about how essentially everything that has to do with child sex trafficking is a complete and total QAnon lie. It's not happening. It doesn't exist. There is no child trafficking. Everything's complete and total theater by right-wing Republicans to try to push a narrative. I'm not going to get into detail on this in detail. It's going to get me really mad. But what's ironic about this, at the very same time this has happened, <laughs> the director of the LGBT Center in California was just among 17 other child sex predators that was arrested in a multi-sting operation last week. They said went on to say here that speaking to reporters, undercover officers impersonated children between ages 13 to 17, used a combination of messages and dating apps, posing as minors to basically – see what these guys are going to do, and they busted all of them. These guys were literally some of the top leaders and directors of the LGBTQ centers out in California. Same thing happened out in Canada. Canada's British Columbia province being arrested, one of the top leaders of LGBT activists related to child sex abuse, child sex trafficking, and child porn. I don't like to get into this topic a lot because it's a very dark topic, but again, it's something that does have to get brought up. So when I got articles like The Atlantic literally titling The Great fake child sex trafficking epidemic, I have to address this because this isn't even propaganda anymore. This is just straight lying directly, boldly in people's faces to try to justify and normalize what's happening here. They want people to think this is normal. They want people to think that child abuse of children and sexual abuse of children is normal. 
that's their entire goal so that people don't push back, people don't question it, and people go along with it when it happens. That is why it is so important to be very cautious who you have around your children, who's involved with them at school, who you go allow them to stay in their night at people's houses, especially if you have people that they have numerous family members that are in and out of their house, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. Be aware and understand the families that the children are going to stay the home the night with and be very cautious to that. That's what I'm going to bring up on this topic. I'll put the rest of it on the website. You guys can read about it in detail if you want. But again, something that's just not a real fun topic to talk about, but it has to be addressed, Ed. You know, this dating world that I have found myself in is a weird place. Uh, you know, I was listening to one of my, some of my advice I had given four or five years ago about dating. Man, was I off target. Of course, currently. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's also in the dating world. He went to a restaurant over in Ybor City a few weeks ago, and he had a girl walk in who looked underage. Now, my friend is like, you know, 35 years old. And this girl looked like she was like 15. He looked at her and said, this ain't happening. And basically took her outside and said, this ain't happening. I'm not meeting with you. We're done. I don't know what this is. Be very, very, very careful when you go out with people to make sure that you know who they are. You need to video chat with everybody first. And if possible, you need to get some type of ID from them to show their age. If you're, if you're a younger guy, you're dating younger girls. Because a lot of times these things are sting operations, Austin. And you get yourself arrested really, really oh, yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. And, this is very common now, sting operations. And, and you know, especially here where we live in Polk County. The, the craziest part about it is, is this. A lot of times it's not a sting operation. And these girls are underage. And they're going to get you to get videotaped and all the rest of it. Be very, very, very careful who you go out with. And make sure if they look too young, then put it this way. If it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it looks like it's 15 years old and it acts like it's 15 years old, there's a real high probability it's 15 years old. You might get yourself sent to jail for a long, long time. Stay away from this stuff. It's really, really important that you guys are careful out there in this, this crazy world that we live in. But there's an interesting article here, and it says it's a bloodbath for the mainstream media. Boy, is it ever. Should any one of us be surprised that the news industry is being hit by a massive wave of layoffs? Survey after survey has shown that the American people have lost faith, duh, in the mainstream media. And millions of us have decided to turn to other sources for news and information. Mainstream news outlets have been bleeding viewers and readers for decades. And now many of the biggest names in the news industry are losing staggering amounts of money. Luckily, they're supported by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and the bloodline families and the Rothschild banking cartel, which likes to untap unlimited amounts of resources. Of course, it's not just the mainstream media laying off workers. According to Challenger, Gray, and Christmas, the number of layoffs in the United States 2023 was 98% higher than it was in 2022. Pace of job cuts by U.S. employers accelerated in 2023 with a number of layoffs surging 98% compared with the previous year. This is just crazy what's happening with the economy right now. Time Magazine laid off an uncertain number of staffers across departments on Tuesday and moved the CEO Jessica Sibley called the necessary step we must take in order to drive our business forward and improve our financial position. I mean, she, what she's trying to say is not to go out of business. In an internal memo to staff obtained by Manafort's Max Taney simply announced the cuts. We made difficult decisions to eliminate roles today across different departments. Now, here's the thing. Los Angeles Times laying off people. Now, the whole thing with all of this, the movie industry is in free fall as far as movies you can go see that are actually decent. The only decent movie that I've seen in the last couple of years would be Top Gun Maverick and, you know, and The Sound of Freedom with Caviezel. That's it. And Caviezel went out there on a limb and did this whole show on child trafficking. But, of course, Caviezel's Basically, career was derailed when he played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson 20 years ago. And Mel Gibson warned him that it would affect his career if he did this. 
because he was told by Hollywood, which is, which is run by the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan, that if Mel Gibson did this movie, they would destroy his career. I told you the story, and I'll tell you again, but I'm not going to mention any names, but I've got the woman's business card. I met this lady who was a distributor for a major production facility in Frankfurt, Germany. And we met, I met her at a, uh, at, a, at, a, at a titanium platinum you know, thing in which they gave free food to the top people as far as Marriott and Starwood back then. And she told me that they were going to, they just said, told Mel Gibson that if he released the Passion of the Christ, they were going to destroy his career. And she said, we did. All of this stuff is because the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan sect, they don't want to hear about Jesus. They don't, the, the hatred, the atavistic hatred they have towards Christians and, and, and Christ is unbelievable. It's been going on for thousands of years. And now they control the media. Just saying. And now because they control the media, they won't mention. Have you, have you noticed, even back in the 50s and the 60s, how few movies ever mention Jesus? And when they pray, they don't pray in Jesus' name. They'll say in God's name or in your name or anybody's name or whatever, or just amen. All they do all the time is basically discount Christ for who he was because they're scared to death of him. And that's, that's, a, that's I, I mean, I use the word death very, very clearly, very succinctly, because they know that he has the ability to send them into the pit. They know that he can do that anytime he wants to, and they don't want to have be sent into the pit. And so when we understand all of this stuff and we see all this stuff, we start to realize who we are in Jesus. Always remember that. So always remember that we can do all things through Christ. Here's another interesting article. The, this is a, from Law Enforcement Today. It says basically that the Red Cross has supplied docks and maps to lead illegal immigrants to resources in the United States. There you go. Yeah, let's, I mean, how about me never, ever supporting the Red Cross again? Tucson, Arizona, a recent report from the Daily Caller News Foundation revealed that the American Red Cross has been providing illegal migrants with maps and guides to assist them, and guides to assist them in their crime of crossing the United States at the southern border. By definition, this is aiding and abetting criminals. According to Fox News, the Pinnell County, Arizona Sheriff and candidate for U.S. Senate Mark Lamb told Fox and Friends on Friday that the informational packets provided to illegal immigrants by the American Red Cross demonstrate how dangerous it is can be to cross. He said they didn't tell the asthmatics to bring their inhalers. They didn't tell diabetics to bring their diabetes medicine. But they did tell the women to bring contraceptives because they know that women are being raped. I mean, this is some crazy stuff. This is actually happening in the United States right now. And, and, it's, and, it, and it's nuts uh, to basically where we are. And, you know, you know uh, here, here's another one here. The 2024 debt spiral, how $1 trillion in interest is breaking the federal budget. Duh. Contrary to conventional wisdom, higher interest rates mean more inflation in the environment today. That's because the federal government expense increases as interest rates increase. As the federal government interest expense rises, so does the budget deficit. Because when they sell bonds and treasury bills, they have to have a higher interest rate that they have to pay to the countries that are buying these. As the budget deficit increases, so does the currency debasement needed to finance it. Skyrocketing interest expense will have an enormous impact on the U.S. budget. Even according to the U.S. government's rosy projections, the interest expense on the federal debt will exceed $1 trillion for the first time in 2024, and it shows no sign of slowing down. On the contrary, it is growing exponentially. Now, I don't believe it's growing exponentially. I believe that it's growing geometrically, but not exponentially. First, it is essential. That's, by the way, that's a big difference. First, it is essential to understand the basics of the U.S. federal budget, and it goes into detail like this. The biggest expenditures of the U.S. government are so-called entitlements. <laughs> With the most precarious geopolitical stations since World War II, so-called national defense seem unlikely to get cut with a trillion dollars a year being spent on national defense. The U.S. government projects the federal interest expense will also exceed $1 trillion in 2024. That means the interest expense will exceed defense and everything else in the budget except for Social Security, which is also likely to exceed a trillion per year. Now, this is why they wanted to kill, in my opinion, 
one of the reasons they wanted to kill so many people with COVID over the age of 65. And also you can comment on this in a second. When all the people, when people start retiring and jumping in the cart and they're getting huge amounts of money every single month from Social Security, what ends up happening is it massively spirals into a debt load. This is socialism at its finest. This is FDR. Remember, FDR was a communist. Never forget that. When Prescott Bush tried to do a stage of the United States using Smedley Butler back in the 30s when Roosevelt was president and tried to take over the United States and install a fascist dictatorship, these guys were friends with Hitler. Just thought I'd mention that. Then they tried to overthrow the government using a two-time Congressional Medal of Award winner, Dr. General Smedley Butler. He went to Congress and blew, basically blew the lid on Prescott Bush and the guys that were involved with all this stuff. The reason they were doing this is because they hated communism. That's one of the reasons. And they knew that Roosevelt was a communist. Just like Lincoln was a communist. Always remember who these guys are and what they believe, and always remember the danger they present to a republic. That's why it's important that we remember what history did and who did the history and who wrote the history books, because a lot of this information is quickly disappearing from public records. So always remember, do your own research, like also said at the beginning, and we talked about this yesterday, because you've got to make sure that you're getting the right information, regardless of what you read. Make sure you can verify from two or three different sources. What do you think, Austin? The Social Security program is a complete and total sham. It's a Ponzi scheme. Talked about it in detail. It's very it frustrating is. to watch because as my age, you know, and as much as I pay in and a lot of my friends and family pay in, where there's a high probability you're never going to see a penny of it. The problem is the, the reality that's ignored with the Social Security program, hence why, by the way, they don't let you opt out of it unless you're Amish. That was a big fight back almost 100 years ago. I actually went through this a long time ago, and they would not opt me out of it. So I told them, I said, why do I need to rely on the government to basically be a savings account for me? And it's not actually a savings account. It's technically a tax, by the way. That's why they're not obligated to pay you technically anything. The Social Security system is designed to look like a giant shared savings account. That's the point of it. That's the whole design. That's the Ponzi scheme. That's the lie. Workers and employers pay their taxes, which go into a trust fund until the workers become eligible for benefits. Meanwhile, they earn interest in a special type of treasury bond, so to speak. That's the, that's the front story on it that they tell you. In fact, it's not shared at all. Total lie. As with any other tax, the fact you paid something in the system creates no legal obligation for you, the government to give you anything in return. That's up to Congress, which can change their mind at any time. This was confirmed by the Supreme Court many years ago. The entire concept of Social Security was nothing more than a giant taxation front as a slush fund for Congress to be able to dip into. Social Security is de fact. It's gone. It's over with. It doesn't exist. That's why they have to keep funding it every single year. There isn't enough money to keep it sustainable. Was the idea and concept at the beginning phase something that was probably decent? Yes. Did it get corrupted and manipulated very, very early on? Yes, it absolutely did. And that's why every time you've seen any type of individual push in Congress or any type of Republican or Libertarian to actually address this problem, it doesn't go anywhere. It's a topic that does not get discussed. Everybody ignores it because they simply go, listen, we have almost 8% tax that we're adding on to the American population on top of income tax that we're already taxing. And then we go along and we tax you on the things you buy after you've already paid taxes on the money that you earn significantly. And then you have to continue to pay taxes on the things you bought with tax money or else they take them away from you, i.e. car registration, home, property taxes. So the issue, and we've seen this in every corrupt, failed country, is that taxes always become insanely elevated in order to keep the corrupt government going. When the fact that you know the DOD has almost a trillion-dollar budget now, that shows you who runs the country. It's the Department of Defense. It's the, it, it is the military-industrial complex, hence why we have to have continual wars, hence why we constantly have to push the agenda. Just thought something I would throw out there. My, my two cents on that, I'm not going to go any further into that rabbit hole as well. 
also, too, this is interesting as well. This is more information. I brought this up last month when this article came out, but I had some more updates on it. I've also had some people bring it up to me on the food giants that are all continually earning Fs on pesticide reduction. As more and more companies are trying to continually go allegedly green, right? You hear about all these these companies now. We're being more sustainable. We're doing things that are good for the environment. We're doing all these things that are good for the green energy deal to make things more you know, sustainable and growth. But at the same time, they're continually producing and putting more pesticides, more herbicides, more chemicals, more compounds, more preservatives in the foods, yet they're telling you it's all for sustainability. Well, if you know it's increasing health problems all across the globe, if we know it's causing issues all across the medical industrial complex, we know that people are getting sicker. How is this green energy deal making anything better other than increasing the profit margins of these companies? and increasing the profit margins of the medical industrial complex. Despite consumer demand for chemical-free food, which we've seen now, more and more people are asking for it, major brands are receiving failing grades on pesticide use and transitioning to regenerative agriculture. According to a new study that has come out now, they said pesticides in the pantry, transparency and risk in food supply change. The nonprofit graded 17 major food manufacturers on progress in reducing pesticides in their products and shifting to more regenerative agricultural processes. This is more actual true sustainability is what they're talking about here. Having the ability to grow products and foods off the seeds and not make them terminator seeds like dad's talked about before with Monsanto. That's a process that's actually kind of important. But see, you got to remember when you got a company like Monsanto and they patented the seeds mm-hmm. and they'll sue farmers if their basically patented GMO seeds fly over to their you know, basically in their area and their crops, you start realizing that they have a financial incentive to make sure products are not sustainable. And what's interesting about this, they looked here, they found that 81% of consumers want to have their food pesticide free and healthier in this research. They went on to say here in this article here that 17 of the major food companies basically did not have any type of significant reduction and actually increased their, <laughs> their pesticide usage. And so you see all these companies on here, and I've talked about it before not too long ago. You have all the way from Smuckers and General Mills. These companies aren't here for your health and safety. Well, I've told you guys before, try to shop local. Try to work with companies that are more smaller brands that actually value your health and value real sustainability, not the sustainable terminology, feel-good, green energy, like to poke around it there. They've taken the term sustainable, which is actually a good topic, a good concept having sustainable food supply. That's good. And they've taken that concept and they've twisted it now into this green energy. We need sustainability program. No, they want to have a reliance program on the pharmaceutical and big agra so that you have to continue to rely on Monsanto to give you new seeds every single year while you essentially grow plastic. I talked to a really very advanced farmer who was out in the Midwest years ago. He sent me an email. He's a customer. He's a listener. I don't have the email in front of me, but he said what they've done now, he said they make it so difficult to actually maintain organic farming. He said because what happens is they give you all these incentives, fertilizers, discounts on equipment, tractors, products, combines, all these things. They give you these huge grants and incentives if you couple them with Monsanto seeds. So when you actually want to grow something organic, you're basically on your own. Hence why the cost is continually going up so much, Dad. But again – how is it? How I mean, why is it so important when we see all this stuff? Because you know a lot about these pesticides and herbicides. Why is it so important to try to eat the cleanest that possibly you can and take the cleanest supplements? If we know they're if we know they're exposing all this regular food to it, 
is it really that important to try to eat organic and try to eat really clean? Somebody said to me the other day, well, you really don't know if the organic food is clear of pesticides right. or not. That's a question you get okay. a lot. But I can guarantee you the non-organic food is loaded with it. Yeah. So you got that, 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 catch, that cost-benefit of relationship you have to have. Uh, yesterday I was telling a friend of mine, we were talking about making decisions, and I said, what you do is you set up a T-chart. Yeah. You know, it's cost-benefit analysis. One side you put the cost, one side you put the benefits, and you put the pros and the cons. And you go down and you, give everything, you assign everything a numerical value. You add it all up. You say, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I don't need to do. That's how a lot of business decisions are made, especially when they have group settings in which everybody puts in the pros and the cons and everybody fills in the blanks. So it's not a bad way to make decisions, but sometimes it can be an error. It's one of the things they do nowadays. They say, well, because it may be contaminated with pesticides, we need to go ahead and not spend the extra money for the organics. And the reality is when that happens is you take, consideration, you take out of consideration that everything that you're going to eat is going to be sprayed with glyphosate as far as wheat products, which can lead to all kinds of problems with the intestinal tract and rot out the gut or they're going to have GMOs in it. So to me, it's worth the extra money. Now, last night, and I'm not promoting any, any grocery store or whatever, I went to Aldi's, and I found out that their organic eggs are about a third of the price of Publix's organic eggs. I found out that their organic foods are about a quarter of the price or a third of the price, again, than Publix as far as other things they have. And I started thinking about it. I said, well, you know, from now on, you know, a, a homeboy here is shopping at Aldi's. And so I thought to myself, that'll work for me okay, too, because it's closer than Publix anyhow. But the sad part about all of this stuff is how many people out there don't care about what they eat. I'm going to say that again. How many don't care? They don't care at all what they put into their body. They don't care about how much sugar, high fructose corn syrup. And that's why we have such an obesity problems in the country. Yeah, liver disease. It's because they don't care about the high fructose corn syrup. Everything's loaded with high fructose corn syrup and soybean oil, you know, and canola oil and all the rest of this stuff. So be very, very careful with what you put into your body. This is an interesting article here. And I, I want to cover this because I was reading this and it said basically that Breathing in pure oxygen is as effective as Viagra. Now, I just got all your guys' attention there. And they're, and they're saying that right now in the United States, listen to this, this is crazy, that about 50% of the people in the United States aged 40 to 70 are basically impotent. I'm going to repeat that. 50% of the people aged 40 to 70 basically can no longer be effective from a sexual standpoint. They're impotent. That's they're, right. They have erectile dysfunction. Think 40 to 70. 50%. I guess over 70 years of age, it's so high that they don't even bother to list it all. So I guess everybody's doing I guess. I don't know. But the, but the point is, it was talking about breathing the pure oxygen and what a big difference it makes. But then it goes into detail. Why is this working? Why is this happening? And here's what they said. It says that basically what happens is it increases nitric oxide levels in the tissue when you breathe pure oxygen. This is what it says. I'll read a quote, the exact quote. Another is that it may lead to an increase in nitric oxide, which relaxes blood vessels, allowing more blood to flow into the penile tissue. HGH stimulate. Natural Viagra. Works great. Helps to maintain healthy blood pressure. All of it. You don't sit around breathing from an oxygen tank. Okay. First of all, okay, let's, let's, let's make this funny for a second. Okay. Let's make, let's make this funny. We've got a guy who's got erectile dysfunction. He's sitting there with his wife wondering what's going on with him. So he has to go run and jump out of his wheelchair, and he's 40 years old. Or going, okay? And he has to grab the oxygen mask, and he's there sucking on the oxygen mask for 90 minutes before they have a relation. Straight oxygen is nice, though. No, it, no, it, does, it does make you feel pretty good. But, the, but, the, but the, here's the problem. First of all, that's mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute here. Give me a minute. I got you know, on the oxygen, and you got to be thinking, this is crazy, right? I'm, why am I doing this? And then you say, oh, that's right. I have ED. I'm 40 years old. This is a problem. So wouldn't it be easier? Take this. 
and not go through the embarrassment of using the oxygen mask for 90 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to post this article that you guys read through it. And I saw that and I thought, that's interesting because it talks specifically about nitric oxide and what <laughs> it does and how important it is. Uh, since we're doing this thing with dating right now, it's kind of, you know, sometimes I like to do shows like this because, you know, quite frankly, I mean, you get tired of dealing with the Luciferian cabal, which of course they're the ones who are causing all the ED anyhow, that, that runs the planet. But this is, this is, this is like, you have to be careful who you go out with a woman who's 33 years old, stabbed her date a hundred times to death in a weed induced frenzy. She has sent to send us only a hundred hours of community service. Because the judge said she had no control of her actions after cannabis caused a psychotic break. <laughs> All right. Okay. This got to be a, this got to be a democratic city. This this yes California. It's there California. you go. Yeah. And, you know, she stabbed the guy a hundred times. Well, that's more than cannabis. Let me tell you something, guys. That's something else. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> way more than cannabis. <laughs> be, be careful. To make sure that the person you go out was not a stoner. And this is another one. This 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 is really this is another one. This this this, this is this show today. An award-winning les- award-winning lesbian realtor. Okay. Now my question is this, Austin. Okay. Here's the question: This award-winning lesbian realtor was she a Butch Dyke? Oh, Just thought I'd mention. That. My, my my thing about this, though, and I'm going to address this real quick. Why do they have to add the lesbian part in there? Why is she not an award-winning realtor? Why do they have to go out of their way? Why why can't they say award-winning heterosexual realtor? Would they put that in there? Well, if I was a no, realtor. No, because because I don't think so. Well, no. The reason they're doing it is they're giving you an explanation of what she fixed, what she's about to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. That's, okay. Award winning. I, mean, I, I don't know. No, I, I'll show but you. But why, why, why does the sexuality have to come a role in award winning realer aspect? Okay, here, and just until we get our big screen up, you can see it right there. I'm going to post this online. Award winning lesbian realer, 50. She's jailed for tricking a 90 year old man with dementia into thinking that they were in a relationship so she could scam him out of his $638,000 to buy an RV. And pay her gambling debt. <laughs> no. There's so much to unpack in that title right there. Uh, I don't even know. 90-year-old man with dementia. <laughs> hey, I mean, if, well, how is she award-winning realtor if she's got to steal a bunch of money from a 90-year-old guy? She's not that award-winning. She, they should say thief lesbian you know, realtor trying to pay off gambling debts. <laughs> the realtor used a nonprofit Jeez. that the prosecutor said was a scam to steal money. <laughs> Smith also bought a home for $275,000 using his money. The lesbian Las Vegas realtor that she tricked the 90-year-old man with dementia. And so at the very end, though, she says, I should have told him that I was a lesbian and that, you know, I really wasn't interested in him. And so it's just, you know, she became a gambling holic. And she goes, in my addiction, I manipulated someone that loves me unconditionally just to feed my habit. (laughs) You know, last month she was found guilty of exploiting an older, vulnerable person. She didn't go to prison for that. No, she she got six months in jail. That's it? That's it. And, and And it was suspended. From a Six 12, months? 12 to 30 year sentence to be served if she violates her five years of probation. I'm sorry that I didn't tell Connie that I was gay, but most of all, I'm sorry for manipulating and deceiving and taking advantage of my best friend, Smith told the court. Smith has also paid Hoffman's estate $300,000 in retribution. So, since we're talking about Viagra and <laughs> 90 year olds, and we're talking about lesbians who may or may not be Butch Dyke lesbians who are basically stealing money from 90 year old men who are 40 years older than them, you got to stop and ask yourself a question. What the heck has happened to the United States of America? And what the heck has happened to the dating world in general? We can ask another, another question here as I segue into a new topic. Utility bill debt for Americans hits a record as heating homes now seen as luxury. Oh, that sounds like Klaus Schwab again. Yep. The Biden administration, Biden administration, the so-called Biden administration, the senile leadership of the Biden administration, the insane 
ridiculous antics of the Biden administration. We can just go on with this. The Biden administration has whined for months about how the public's negative views on the economy, arguing that people are operating under false perceptions influenced by right-wing media. Most Americans have figured out that government officials and the corporate media have a habit of misrepresenting economic data to convince the public that the economy has never been better. Last night, last June, White House unleashed a media campaign with corporate media to blast out the message that bio, that Bidenomics worked and the economy has never been better. But the polling <laughs> data from the Real Clear Politics shows that despite the PR blitz, the president's polling numbers have gone down. First of all, if you really can't believe what you see, you have to believe what they tell you. That's what Biden wants us all to believe. Uh, he's not in charge of the U.S. economy. The guy shakes hands with invisible entities or no entities at all. He basically can't find his way off a platform. He can't complete sentences. He doesn't even know what an F-35 is or an F-22 Raptor is. He has to bring up F-16s as the ultimate weapon that we have. Yeah, which is 50 year, 50 he's, year old, he's a little old right there. 50 on that year one. old technology. And so it just, it just it goes on and on and on. He's just a figurehead. And the sad part about it is between him. Okay, let's let's do a little poll here. We've got George W. Bush, the dumb one. Okay. You're either with us or you wouldn't tear us. We're going to go ahead and start a war everywhere now. Uh, or you got or you got Biden married to Michael, you know, with him, you know, with his schlong walking down the stairs in a silk dress. We got to talk about that. Or, <laughs> or you got to deal with Donald Trump, basically, you know, one of the most pro-gay administration in the history of the White House. More red flag gun laws, more, 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 more. And, you know, Operation Warp Speed, not saved millions of lives. You got to deal with that. Or you got to deal with Bill Clinton. I didn't have sex with that woman. Got, got him, too. Got him, too, with Monica Lewinsky. And then we got to go to George H., the guy who was running the CIA. And then we go to then we come back to a good president, Ronald Reagan. They shot some 30 or 40 days into office, trying to make sure they kept him drugged up for the rest of the eight years. And then you got to go to uh, Jimmy Carter, who basically was one of the smartest presidents we ever had. He had a Ph.D. in physics, but absolutely zero EQ. We ran us up to 20-something percent inflation. Of course, that was a lot of what Nixon did, taking us off the gold standard, you know, with, with uh, you know, what they call him, Tricky Dick, I guess they called him. He was a crazy guy, Richard Milhouse Nixon. And he basically, you know, I'm not a crook guy. That was that was nice. And then we got to run back all the way to Lyndon Johnson, who basically took his private parts and laid them on the top of the tables and said, who's got a bigger one of these can tell me what to do. I mean, I'm not joking about this guy. He was a filthy, filthy pervert. Dragged us into the Vietnam War. Many people believe he was directly involved in the assassination of probably the finest president we've had in the United States, John F. Kennedy, Democrat. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, he was so good that they had to blow his head off, you know, broad daylight in Dallas. So, and it goes all the way back to Eisenhower, it goes back to Truman, it goes back to Roosevelt, it goes back, it, goes, it just goes back, 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 back. And the last good president we had in the 1800s, of course, that was Andrew Jackson, but he was a high-level Mason, too. All of these people are weird. And now, Andrew Jackson did good. He got us off the international banking cartels, you know, rope. He did that. We got rid of the Federal Reserve Bank. But the problem is, is that, you know, this country has been manipulated now for hundreds of years as far as from a leadership standpoint. This didn't start in the last 20 years. This didn't start with 9-11. This started a long time ago. So when we understand that, we go, okay, so we've had two pretty good presidents in this entire century and a half or so, and that would be Kennedy and Reagan. But then Reagan was so drugged out of his mind, he signed the Vaccine Waiver Immunization Act in which the people couldn't be charged for basically poisoning children. I mean, Reagan got rid of, you know, our ability to buy machine guns. You can buy a machine gun pretty doggone cheap back before Reagan signed those laws. All of this stuff you watch, it's like they, they, they move it a little bit. They move it a little bit. They don't care about, you know, they don't have four plays to make 10 yards. Let's do, let's, let's do a football analogy now since the Bucks got beat. They don't have to do, you know, four plays to make 10 yards. They, they've got decades. They have hundreds of years to do this. These entities have extended lifespans. They don't, they don't want to move the ball 10 yards. 
because it makes too many people pay attention to what's going on. They move it half an inch, a quarter of an inch, and they may take a decade to do that. And little by little by little by little, they boil that frog in the water because they're the ones that are running the show. And once we understand that and we see it, then we begin to realize very, very quickly that this thing that we're involved in right now, this whole world that we're in, isn't getting better. It's getting worse because these entities want to do this. It took them thousands of years to get to Genesis chapter 6 where every thought was evil all the time. It took God a few, few weeks to flood the planet and get rid of them. We have to understand that God is sovereign. But remember, a thousand years is but a day to God. So if we've had 50,000 years since the pre-Adamic race, it's only been 50 days for the way we would see it from a time standpoint. It's not like he's unlimited in, in ability. He could be if he wanted to be because he's omnipresent, omnipotent, everything else. But he's going to sooner or later draw the line in the sand again and say, you know what, we're done with this. And then he'll just take them out and basically judge them all again. So remember, he already wiped out the pre-Adamic race. That was already done. This planet was already flooded. You know, God's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Heaven is real and death is a lie. And that's what we have to do. Always walk circumspectly with God. Now, we'll, we'll joke around on the show and we'll kid around a little bit, but we always have that same bottom theme on this. There is a God. You're not him. And God is sovereign. And Jesus Christ is his son. And he came here to die for you, to shed his blood for you, which creates an eternal energy field around you to restore you back to the Father. That's what the whole thing with Christianity is, is bringing us back to God through Christ. That's why we pray. We pray in Jesus' name because we have the ability, the authority to do that because we're going directly to God through Christ. Always remember the power that you have that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. These entities are scared to death of you because you're a Christian. I told a friend of mine years ago, he's passed away now. He told me he's never going to die. He's going to turn into a crystal. He's dead. He's buried. And I tried to warn him and talk to him about Christ and who he needed to be. And he said, I told him one time, I said, well, you know, if you get abducted by an alien or a fallen angel or a demon, they take you out of your home and you call in the name of Jesus, they're required to put you back into your house. He looked at me. His name was, his name was uh, Gunter. And he said, you're absolutely right. That's what happens. And I said, well, if the name of Jesus is that powerful, they have to put you back in your home. Why in the world don't you believe in who he said he was? Think about that for a second. Friends. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? I think you're absolutely right. Also, this is an interesting article. I just pulled up. I actually just got this earlier. It just came out yesterday. Something just kind of a side note technology and kind of showing you the fact that we're not told a lot about what happens with technology and we're pretty much kept behind the curve. This is under the radar. Like no, Nobody's talked about this at all. This is a debrief science. It says Raytheon is building two new ultra-high-power directed energy weapons for the U.S. Navy and Air Force. This is just interesting to always keep an eye on. It says defense contractor Raytheon is now designing, building, and testing a pair of new directed energy weapons. Unlike cutting-edge directed energy laser systems that use the power of light to down airborne threats, this new weapon will use ultra-powerful microwave emitters in combination in combination to fry any electronics of any attacking drones, missiles, or electronically guided ordinances. According to the RTX Corporation, which owns Raytheon, by the way, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard also own Raytheon, these two prototypes will be delivered 2024 and 2026. Uh, this is interesting because, you know, the crazy part about this is with directed energy weapons, they try to pretend <laughs> that this stuff doesn't exist. And when you see things that happen like down in Maui and massive fires that you saw in California where you literally can look at aerial footage of house, concrete house, burnt down to ash, concrete house next door, burnt down to ash, but all the wood fences – all the trees and all the grass around all the adjacent properties that are burnt to ash aren't even charred or burnt. And they go, it was a wildfire. It burnt the whole subdivision down. But yet 
no trees, no grass, no fences, or even burnt whatsoever, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to start digging in and realizing that what we have with weapon systems and directed energy weapons and laser systems and Thor's hammer and all this other crazy stuff that's been around now for decades is very real and don't believe the narrative that they constantly put out there on a regular basis because majority of all of it is a complete and total lie, especially when it comes to safety and protection of you and your family. That's why I say all the time, if it is to be, it's up to you and God. Continue to take care of your family and do the things you need to do. If you need to stock up on some extra supplements, stock up on that. If you want to have food, if you want to have security, whatever you feel is a calling or something is directing you to do it, do it. If you feel something's a check, do it. If you feel like something's going to be more beneficial, do it. So, again, continue to get the truth out there. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, HGH Stimulate on sale right now, product of the week, 15% off on the biggest sales I've done on it. You guys know that product with the quercetin and uh, basically the nutrients and the citrulline that are in there. It's very expensive to make. And also, too, the Berberine Ultimate. I just put that up on the website this morning. That will be shipping out on Friday from us. So again, keep an eye on it. Incredibly good formula for blood sugar. Also helps burn body fat really, really good. The Berberine Ultimate, that's the dihydroberberine, not normal berberine. But be sure to read up on the website. I'll put up on the front page tomorrow. But check it out at healthmasters.com, Deb. What do you think? I think I'm going to start on the Berberine Ultimate so I can get my body fat below 10 You're already lean. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still train six days a week. Yeah, you do. And uh, I've got real hair. <laughs> got real hair. I told you I grabbed it earlier. It's still there. He goes swimming all the time. It's very and, real. Uh, and, uh, but I want you guys to know something. We love you. And if it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't be here. And I thank yes. you for the support. And I know we kind of cut up some on the show. I told you that was going to happen. We got together in the room. We were always like this together. <laughs> we had a friend of ours in here the other day listening to the show. And she goes, man, you two are just alike. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Love, around I love you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got anything else you want to say? We're about out of time. Have a blessed evening, my friends. We'll talk to you on this show tomorrow as always. See ya. Bye. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.